the back fence with Tony Kemp. With the Rugby World Cup just around the corner already, a new coach and staff have been hired to replace Ian Foster and his merry men before ball has even been kicked. And already this week, both coaches have been asked a question around selecting overseas players who could be selected to play for the All Blacks. And it has drawn different responses from the incumbent coach and of course the new coach of the All Blacks. To be honest, this does make me ponder the question, who has the right answer going forward? Is it Fozzie? Or is it Razor? Fozzie thinks selecting overseas-based Kiwis will be disastrous for developing rugby players in New Zealand. However, Razor has simply said that he thinks the NZR need to look at it. While both have valid opinions regarding selection of players from overseas, many other sports have shown that it can and does work. Furthermore, sports already select overseas sports people to represent New Zealand and it does not interfere with development of their sports at home. From my point of view, for for the NZR, who say that there would be an exodus of players is simply a smokescreen. For instance, there are only so many positions that could be filled in overseas quotas. And don't forget other countries' potential restrictions on eligibility rules. If the NZR opened its borders and allowed players to play anywhere in the world, other countries would still limit the influx of Kiwis with caps on numbers. And of course, this is happening in reality with Kiwi nationals swapping countries so they can play international sport. Numerous international teams contain Kiwis. Given that the best competitions are currently in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm right behind selecting our ABs playing from overseas if form warrants it. If the NZR doesn't loosen their grip on overseas restrictions, then I can see the already diminishing value of the iconic black jersey losing its value for both player and more importantly, supporter. And that's something that nobody wants to see. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, Kempy, look, I have spent a lot of time thinking about this, a lot of time. Um, and I think the biggest telltale sign is another pretty much Commonwealth for all intents and purposes sports, and that is cricket. And look what was in the exclusive article that the Times had put out last week, um, Elizabeth Amon in the Times, that there was up to six English players that play for England who had been approached and were considering taking full-time IPL contracts all year round. So, and then, you know, only play for England when they're picked. That's where cricket's going, and cricket already has an IPL tournament cut out where players can go and earn mega bucks and come back and then play for their actual on their national contracts. So if that's two steps ahead, at the very least, I can see a world in which a Bowden Barrett, a Richie Mwonga, a Sam Kane, a Sam Whitelock, a whoever is released to go and play offshore, fill their pockets, and in the same year play for the All Blacks. Now that might mean they're still centrally contracted to New Zealand rugby, but they are released to go. At the moment, these sabbaticals are contract. They are season by season. They are, you know, they're off for a sabbatical for a year at a time or two years at a time. I think they're going to have to become more nimble. Otherwise, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And the diminishing returns are going to get overgrown. Yeah. And there's a restraint of trade clause that possibly could be brought up uh, in the future from players that want to make it in international football. The, the big one here is quotas. Like... To say that the development, um, the development of players in this country is going to be somewhat cobwash because they're all going to head overseas just is not true. Like you can't just say, "Well, I'm going to play overseas." Well, first of all, first and foremost, the best competitions are up there. They're going to have to want you, 
So you're going to have to be pretty decent to play there. And the sec- and, the, and actually the third point is, if the best competitions are up there, well, of course you're going to pick them if they're playing good enough to play for New Zealand. Because they're playing in the best competitions in the in the world. I just I just think it's uh, you know it's going to happen, Louis. Whether we like it yeah, or well, not, they're just hanging yes, on. Yes. They're hanging on too tight. It will happen. You will happen. the the other The other part is Hamish McLennan, the the chairman of Australian Rugby, said that he wants this draft system. He wants a pretty much another overhaul of Super Rugby to include a draft system and to have it so that Wallabies players could play for New Zealand franchises and being picked, and vice versa. Well, that's not enough. That won't save you. Just because Bowden Barrett can go and play on the Sunshine Coast or in Sydney with the Waratahs, that's still not going to quench the thirst of those big salaries and the players wanting to explore further. On. So um, that that's not the answer. That's a half-baked version of the answer. You're going to have to go the full Monty. Arsenal just scored 30 minutes through that. Turn it over Chelsea. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand, what do you think? Do you agree with Kempi? Would you pick players from overseas? 